Good morning, Valley Church. God is good, isn't he? Yes, let's just say that together. God is good all the time. It's been a powerful morning already. Wow. I want to read a, a passage just came to mind as I was like sitting there, so she does not have it up there. But it's Psalms 27, verse 13. How many feel like this has been a really challenging season this last month or so? Yeah, I see a lot of hands coming up. So I, I feel like here is a very pertinent scripture right here, 27, 13. This is King David, and he said, I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's good stuff. We're not going to lose heart, are we? Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose heart. Okay, turn to the other neighbor and say that. Okay, now everybody say it. Let's say it a little louder. Don't lose heart because we are seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. Are you seeing it? Are you grateful for it? Let's just thank him one more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. You are a loving, caring God over every one of our needs. I want to uh, want you to turn with me just briefly to 1 Corinthians. We're going to talk a little about the gift. Then I'm going to end up having some people up here. We're going to have some testimonies this morning. How many like testimonies? How many love testimonies? All right. So if you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Going to uh, begin with the fourth verse. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. What Spirit are we talking about? Holy Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's in the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation, everybody say manifestation. Manifestation. That used to seem like such a weird word to me, manifestation. There's an infestation right behind that man. But it's an infestation of Jesus in our lives where we get to witness and be a part of his manifestations. That's what we just love. It's an infestation of Jesus, don't we? A Holy Spirit infestation. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So what are the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit given to each, giving to each one of us for? The profit of all. We are giving gifts and the manifestations of those gifts 
are to profit the body of Christ. It's not for my glory, it's for his glory. It's not for my glory, it's for his glory. It's not for your glory, it's for his glory. For the building of his kingdom. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Where does it come from? Through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of those tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. For the body, for as the body is one, it has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ." All right, <clears throat> now, something that I want to make really clear, and we're going to dig much, much deeper into this, is you and I are called to be not only ministers of the gospel, but to operate in these gifts. We are the ones that are to provide for those around us whether this be in the church or outside the walls of the church, an encounter. We are the glory carriers. We're the ones that carry an encounter. And through us, others are to encounter his goodness, his glory, his love. So I say, we're glory carriers. And what is glory? It's the weighty presence of God. So when we... <clears throat> are doing what we're called to do, people experience through the giftings that we carry through our obedience an encounter with God in some manner or fashion. Right? This makes perfect sense? All right. Well, I want to... I've just trying, been trying to decide whether to invite everybody up here at once or one at a time, but I want to start with Colton. And... Oh, he disappeared. Oh, whew, and he reappeared. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this young man is going to uh, practice some of his artistic ability up here. But when I think of, of Colton, I think of a son of the house. A son of the house. Christy and I were just talking this morning. I talked with Colton yesterday a little bit, and then I've... Uh, seen him a couple times, once or twice or three times during the week, and watching the growth, what God is doing in this young man, it's probably been about a year or so ago that he got baptized, that he walked through, kicked the whole alcohol habit thing, that he struggled with alcohol for a long time. Now God is so, so using this young man and speaking to him and speaking through him and showing him Things when I think about the gift, when, as oh, you know something I forgot to share? Rabbit trail, shiny object. 
the shiny object sitting right next to Dale, between Dale and Diane over there, is that is their daughter. I, I failed to mention that, that she's the one that was just baptized. She's the one that lives in Tennessee. She's the one that is in her home church. And it's Dale and Diana's daughter. And let's just take a, let's just take a, I'm looking over there at, at, at Dale and Diane and their, their faithfulness and their, and their daughter sitting between. And uh, Dale, would you just stand up for a second? And would everybody just extend their hands toward Dale? Tomorrow morning, he goes in for a knee surgery. It's like, God heals in more ways than one. And I have no idea what all this is going to entail, who all is going to be blessed through this surgery, but we're believing together for complete healing over Dale, for an incredible, accelerated, rapid recovery right now. And so together we combine our faith right now. Father, I just thank you for Dale and his committed heart to you, the servant's heart that he has that he carries, and the father's heart and his daughter sitting next to him right now. And I just pray that, that you would not only that you would just oversee, that you would protect. I speak angels of protection over him, your protection, your favor over the surgery, the surgeons, the hospital room, and, and an incredible recovery, fully, holy, in Jesus' mighty name. And together everybody said, Amen. Amen. We bless you, Dale. We so appreciate you. Laura Allen is recuperating right now at home after a surgery. We say this has been a little bit of a challenging season, so let's just remember her all together right now. Laura, we just thank you for Laura. We thank you for Laura and her husband Jackson and that entire Allen family, Lord. We're thankful for them. They've been such a blessing to us and to this church and even to this valley as she has served in the medical field for years, several years. And and Jackson, an incredible man of God, an example to so many people as we look at Jackson and think of him as priest of his home and leader of men. I just bless that family right now, and we say accelerate that healing, make her whole, make her well, completely restored in Jesus' mighty name. And together, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Okay. <sighs> Are you ready, Colton? See, you know, God, when God begins revealing and when he begins speaking, it's just so awesome that we get to turn around when he uses somebody, when Colton becomes the vessel that God is using to demonstrate, to show, or teach. This is, this is incredible. This kid that I watched grow up, that, that, Dale, that he and Dale would play like hide-and-seek and almost like playing war or something when probably about 18, 19 years ago. 18 years ago, when Colton was that little, like, 8 or 9 or 10-year-old that would be hiding, peeking around the corners to see if nobody was there, and then run in there to steal at least two donuts and disappear <laughs> with the donuts. It's like, yeah. <laughs> A son of the house. Colton, show us what, what, what God has revealed to you. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yeah, right up to your, right up to your mouth. I can hear him. <laughs> Hello. Different? Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Right. Everybody happy that God speaks to us and doesn't just, he's not just silent. Okay, so yesterday morning in VSSM, uh, we were discussing the video that we'd watched um, 
leading up to that class that we were going to discuss in class. And a man was telling a story about how he was on a beach and was told by God to chase down a biker in order to speak to him about Jesus. And he said no, and uh, God completely possessed his body, and he ran after the man and tackled him to tell him, you need Jesus. <laughs> and it, it was just insane. And so I, I was listening to this, and I mentioned at the beginning of class that I wanted to experience something of that magnitude. And instead of just the, like the, the common, I feel is common now, the, of feeling the Holy Spirit during worship, but I wanted, to, I wanted something new, something crazy. And so <laughs> later on in class, um, we were playing a little game that was helping us to go forward and, and prophesy and, and hear from God and give a word to somebody in class. And uh, Margot, I'm not sure where she is, she, uh, she, pulls, up a, um, she pulls up a Sharpie and um, God gave her a word for Rachel. It's somewhere in here as well. And so right when I see this Sharpie and then I saw Rachel, instantly I got this download from the Holy Spirit that was, it was like instant, but I saw a whole demonstration play out in my mind, but it was like a split second. And so, I, uh, and I, I feel, um, or I hear pretty much stand up and, and ask if you can talk about this or demonstrate it. And I'm thinking, no, no, and instantly my hand goes up and I ask, <laughs> um, Christy, can I demonstrate something that I feel like I just heard from the Holy Spirit? And she's all excited, yes, come on up. And so I, uh, and I, I walk up, well, I'm doing it now, but I walked up and instantly my whole body started trembling. And, and I started to lose my train of thought and, and then God just started moving through me. And so Marg, or, uh, Rachel had mentioned that she had recently, with 100% God's help, kicked an addiction to cigarettes. And we were, it was a beautiful testimony. And, uh, and so in my mind, I see that it was, a, it was this permanent mark that, that she probably felt was in her life, was just permanent, wasn't going away. And uh, so here okay, we go. Okay. Right, right here, wait, wait, wait just a second. Rachel, will you turn up and stand up, turn around, do a little happy dance, and sit back down? Like, praise God. Yeah. All right. But Colton. So, so, uh, so uh, this permanent marker represents yeah, an that's addiction. A, that's a permanent marker. This is Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, <laughs> patience. And so. Make it really small in the top corner. The permanent mark in her life that she thought was permanent. Well, that's not. And then there's God or Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I had to choose a red marker, of course. And this is the only thing that can take the permanent Sharpie off of a whiteboard is a dry erase marker. And so, geez, I'm shaking. <laughs> so there, here's the blood of God or blood of Jesus coming in and erasing the so-called permanent mark in her life, the only thing that can do it. <laughs> and it takes a couple times, obviously, to, <laughs> to get it all out of there. But that was, the, that was this little vision that got dropped on me in class. And I, like I, I kind of questioned it for a second and thought that, 
And I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go up and speak about this. But then instantly I just, like God forced me to put, put my hand up and ask if I can demonstrate it. So, so that's my first experience like that, right after asking or saying that I wanted to experience something new, like that profound. So there's that. Isn't that awesome? It's like the simplicity of the gospel. Right there. That's a great job, Colton. That was amazing. You could, would you please take this thing out with you? Thank you. With no marks. With no marks. It's like I remember I, I shared here a couple weeks ago anyway that for myself first hearing, very clearly hearing that Jesus saying, I'm looking for willing, not worthy, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's like, and his crimson blood will wipe away every sin. His clean slate, clean slate, absolutely clean slate. That's, that's incredible. Now, I would like to have, everybody knows Aunt Betty now when I say Aunt Betty, don't they? Aunt Betty. turned it off. It's amazing when we're willing to use our gift, be obedient to use our gift, what God will do. How many are familiar with some of Lance Wallnau's teaching about the seven mountains? Yeah, okay, awesome. You're up. Thank you. Right, do you Is need it... me to lay the foundation just a little yeah. bit? Okay, yeah. all right. She wants a grand introduction. Okay, go ahead, back to your seat, then we'll, we'll do this over again. No, that's not what I want. Okay, okay. You know, she had her musical talent, let's just say her, her talent, her ability, her willingness to sing and share the gifting that God has given her opens crazy and amazing doors for her. She ends up in everywhere from prisons, I say prisons, to palaces. I know that she's gone and stayed in some incredible and amazing places. She's been on cruise ships and had opportunity to meet, connect with all kinds of, of people because of her willingness to use her gift and her talent for the Lord. Amen. And uh, she just had an opportunity to go, when I think of the seven mountains, I'm talking about the, the seven mountains, it's like the political or the government, the mountain of, of government right now. She was invited because of connections that, I'm not going to go into all of the connections that it took to end up getting this invitation to Missouri? Yes. To Missouri, Missouri Kansas City, Missouri, to play, <clears throat> play, sing, and speak at the not Democratic, but Republican convention and Christmas party in Kansas City, Missouri. So, while she was there to go play and sing, she spoke with the, with the guy that puts this on, whatever you call the, the person. Chairman. Chairman. The chairman 
And he says, uh, she says, just, you know, just the four songs, just the whatever. He goes, no, no, whatever. If, if, if the Lord's put something or if Holy Spirit's put something on your heart, I want to give you the opportunity to share that. It's like, what? And he so, said, that's why I invited you to share. You can go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. You want me to say some more? No. I think it's time for you. You almost told my whole story oh. anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Didn't you just hear her say more from me? <laughs> well, he told me I have a time limit, so I, I wrote this so I can stay within this time limit because I'm scared of him. <laughs> so you don't mind if I read it, right? No. All right. Last Monday night, I was in Kansas City, Missouri, singing for the Republican Christmas party. I had been invited to sing three to four songs, and it sounded like a fun getaway with no pressure, so I quickly agreed and looked forward to visiting with the chairman of the Republican Party in Missouri, my dear friend Mark. The day before the party, we gathered at the Republican headquarters to go over the program. Two of Mark's advisors were there with us when Mark began to speak. He said, you know, the Holy Spirit, oh, I just have to say that so carefully, the Holy Spirit has been talking to me. I don't want this to just be a Christmas party. I want it to be a time when the Holy Spirit can come and minister to us. Betty, when you sing, I don't want you to just sing. Okay. I want you to share. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, it doesn't even have to be Christmas. Wow. I said, okay. And I was so excited, I ran to the telephone, and guess who I called? Lynn and Renee. And I asked them to have the prayer group pray because I was going to have the opportunity not just to sing little Christmas songs, but to share whatever the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. It didn't have to be Christmas. So I knew, immediately I knew what I would share. Because I shared it with Mark and his assistants, and they wept and said yes. And one of his advisors threw both hands in the air, and he says, we might just have a Holy Ghost revival in the Republican Party. <laughs> so skipping ahead, the stage was set, the preliminaries were finished, and I heard Mark introducing me. My heart cried out to the Holy Spirit to do his work because I'm only his vessel. First, I sang the little song, Seas for the Christ Child Born on Christmas Day. And the crowd responded sweetly and politely. And these people were beautifully dressed, coiffed. They were professional people, uh, secure within themselves and... Um, could have been a little bit intimidating. It kind of was for a little ranch girl raised on Sucker Creek. But <laughs> anyway, uh, the next song was going to be the one that I've shared here in this sanctuary many times. It's called Sweet Makers of Peace. I began by sharing uh, that with them, telling them that Mark had given me the freedom to share what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart. And so it was going to be different. And um, 
I shared the fact that I had been ministering a lot the last few months, and my topic every time has been peace. Because everywhere we look, in our families, there's chaos. In our schools, there's chaos. In our city, in our government. And I said, the only answer to that is the Prince of Peace. And he came as a baby. He grew up, he bled and died to set us free and give us peace, not unrest and trouble like we're having. And then I shared the song, Sweet Makers of Peace, and I shared the fact that God had given me that, and I shared this with you, when I was singing at a youth facility uh, for troubled youth, and one of the little trustees, as he had helped me during the, the seminar, and then when he loaded the car for me to leave, he, he was 16 years old, and he thanked me for coming. And then he looked deep in my eyes, and he said, you brought us peace. And the Holy Spirit said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. And as I sang that song, this is the miracle. The countenance of those people changed. Their hands went in the air. Tears streamed down their faces. And you would have thought you were in Valley Church in Caldwell, Idaho. I mean, the Holy Spirit fell. And he took total control of that whole audience. And I don't think there was a dry eye. And, oh, okay. Anyway, that is what happened. And what I want to encourage you is no matter how insignificant your gift feels to you, if that gift is open to the Holy Spirit and ask for him to come, he will come and he will bless and, and he will give you peace because we are all peacemakers if he lives inside us. Amen? All right. Amen. I guess that's all. Unless you want me to. No. All right. Bless no, you, you. I ahead. love you. No, you. Go ahead. You no, can, you I, won't, I don't want to. <laughs> you tell it. Just like a woman. No. When I talk about opportunities, you know, the gifts and talents and our obedience, the kind of doors that are open, well... She was there, while she was there, she heard Mark talking on the phone, and he was talking with one of President Trump's assistants, and establishing, setting up an April 22nd, mm -hmm. another meeting that they were going to have April 22nd, that he was going to be there, and he was going to speak at that event, and he asked, invited Aunt Betty to come back again to sit at the table with him. And they're going to pay my way. <laughs> That's why I like to just kind of like hang out with her. <laughs> there you go. Bless you. Thank you. Praise God. And she used to run around with an accordion instead of a guitar. That's what I remember. Uh, 
Now, we have a, we have a video, right? All right. Dina and fact, why don't you bring that handsome dude that sits right next to you up here with you? I heard somebody else say, yeah. yeah. First of all, I'd like to, th to throw something out there. I should have asked permission first, but I'm not going to use any names, so uh, except Craig and Dina. <laughs> These guys, like, as a team effort, have, uh, what, what an incredible, incredible team they are for us, like, uh, Holy Spirit team, where they work together and get incredible things accomplished. But, see, Craig has an influence in a whole different area and different realm, you know, it's, it's business and business connections and all, and even through some of those connections, he's connected, like, with a coach of one of our higher level learning institutions and no 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 I'm not talking about prison <laughs> uh, yeah like one of the one of the colleges and talking among and with the coaches the other day one of the coaches was talking about an injured player and Craig goes you know what my wife prays for people that get healed all the time maybe you would want to consider having her Pray for, you know, this this uh, this player of yours, and they, they they talked about it. The coach ended up speaking with his wife, and they set up a, an appointment, a time, and the mom and the son went over to their house. She prayed with him, and his pain completely went away. So, great team effort. Craig stepping out in faith and boldness, saying, my wife has a gift of healing. And so, that is undoubtedly, there's irrevocably unchangeable. I've seen many times now, had opportunity to be praying with, sometimes praying for, sometimes being prayed for, with Dina and seeing incredible, incredible healings take place. There is no question that she has and walks in a gift of healing. But her obedience and faithfulness to that gift is what's just absolutely incredible to me. Watching it makes no difference whether it's a little one, whether it's a rich one, a poor one, a fat one, a skinny one, she'll pray for them all. Exactly, and see incredible, incredible fruit and results. So I don't know if, if you just want to stand there and support her or if you've got something that you want to say or share, Craig, I would give you, you know. Uh, I'll, I'll, don't get me started. Yeah, you've got something to say. Just, uh, well, really, what, what, okay, what, one second. Just step on his foot if he starts to go too long. Oh, great. <laughs> You know, I, I really don't have anything to say, but you get me started, and, and the 12.30 comes quick. But, <laughs> you know, it, it, it is just an honor, though, to be serving the Lord in whatever our gifts are, and we all have different gifts. I'm still learning mine. My wife is constantly trying to get me more gifts. <laughs> and, um, you know, 
and uh, we all have to follow our, our roles and what he wants us to do, but it's just that I'm re really learning how great it is, though, um, to have the Holy Spirit in your life and, and follow those gifts, um, whatever they are. We all have different gifts. Sometimes we just don't even know it and, and how we can use them. And so um, it's just exciting that our young age we get to learn. I'm learning a lot more and more and more, and it's exciting what's happening. And, and like he was saying about this experience, I woke up the night before she got to pray for this young man and thinking like, wow, th this could be a big deal in this valley if, 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 Lord, if you want this to happen. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and says, Lord, if you want this to happen, just real quick, simple prayers. And then when I found that it happened, and they actually played in St. Louis last night. I'm oh, careful, careful. We don't want to give too much. Yeah, but they played in St. Louis last night. And, and he, he scored the, in the last 40 seconds or so, I heard on the highlights that he scored the last four three throws that sealed the game kind of. So, so that's neat. But we're excited about what, what potentially could happen here in the Valley when that stuff starts happening and the credit, who gets the credit. Thank you, Jesus, for that. So, uh, Everybody just say, Revival in the Valley. And thank you, Craig. That was awesome, wasn't it? And she's pretty familiar with the mic, so. <laughs> the, the Lord has been uh, opening a lot of doors for itinerant ministry. I've been traveling, speaking, and doing healing conferences. And um, if, if you would show the picture that we have, um, and I want to thank the, I want to thank, while I'm here, I want to thank the, the um, prayer team because they are with me on every single one of these. <laughs> they have prayed and interceded. And they were interceding for this um, man or for, for this service in California. And um, this man came up because uh, his pain level was a two all the time when he sat in his wheelchair. But his pain level was an eight if he stood up. And so he sat in his wheelchair most of the time because when your pain level goes up to an eight, you just reside in your wheelchair. And so he had had, um, he had, he had, had a stroke and then immediately after their, you know, during the recovery process, um, it, his wife was told it would be great to have these massages and they, they had a massage, um, it, it was actually in another country and they used a technique in order to try to unlock his hips. And when, they, when she did that, the it was actually described as fairly gentle, but when he, she did that movement, he immediately went into severe pain, and he's been that way ever since. So it's a nerve-related pain that he's dealing with. And um, when I called everyone up out of the crowd and asked those who had pain to come forward and prayed over them, and every single one of them received healing, every single one of them went pain-free, but that man didn't come forward. <laughs> But I knew his story, so I invited him to the front. So this is a picture of praying for him. And he went, at the prayer, that, in that prayer right there, he went thoroughly, totally, and completely pain-free. When he stood up, he had absolutely no pain. Praise God. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing about praying for healing. And at the time I was praying for him, I had this feeling I might need to pray for him again. So... So oftentimes the enemy will bring symptoms back. So I, I had actually asked his pastor for, the pastor for the phone number, and a few weeks later I called, and he was back in pain again. And so um, uh, I just, 
I, we set up a specific time, called and prayed for him. And over the phone, I began to pray for him. I began to break off everything that was coming against him. And the prayer took about an hour. And at the end of the prayer, <laughs> he was totally pain-free again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So would you show the video? He sent, his wife sent me this video after the prayer. Jesus, only God can do that. Praise the Lord. Hopefully we can hear him. He's, he's walking to demonstrate how far he can walk. Glorious day. Dina prayed for me and the Lord healed me. Now I am walking without pain. <laughs> Praise God. This is what the Lord has been doing a lot lately. No pain. <laughs> no pain. No pain. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't he good? Wow. Oh, yeah, keep going. There was a... Yeah, let's hear more of that story. Golf. Oh, yeah. Come on. So, Come on. Every day I began to get texts from her. Uh, his wife telling me what his condition was, and uh, he he was out of pain, but his problem was that he was out of pain, so he forgot to take the pain meds. So he began to go into Norco withdrawal, and so he was suffering a bit. It took a bit of the joy out of his testimony. Um, so uh, the third day after that prayer, that last prayer on the phone, um, she said, well, he had a pretty good night last night, and today, he's going to go golfing to see, to test it out. Because that's going to be the two test. If he can golf and still remain pain-free. So, I, yesterday I received a video of him golfing. <laughs> yes, and he is still at thoroughly and totally and completely pain-free. Praise God. <laughs> yeah. See, isn't that amazing, though, in, the, in, in that walk, in her obedience, in her relying completely on Holy Spirit to give her direction, feeling, you know, I think he's going to end up struggling a little bit with pain again, following through to get the phone number, to call him, to check on him. That is like hearing very clearly and then being obedient to do exactly what he shows us to do. Listen during the conversation. Pray on, be on the phone with him for an hour's time listening and breaking through as she's hearing from Holy Spirit breaking off more stuff. Sometimes there's a whole lot more to a physical healing than just the physical aspect. Yeah. Breaking off a bunch of demonic junk that has to be taken care of in order for God to be able to complete that healing. That's amazing, isn't it? One more round of applause for the Schumann. You got anything else? I mean, I know you have lots. But <laughs> you good? All right. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you.